This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Washington in Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, yeshiva, very fine yeshiva. The many boys from Derech have gone to and been very matzliach. Uh, they are a yeshiva that allows in their schedule to, have, to go to college at the same time. It's a pleasure to have Ravarno Bigansky uh, speak to us today. Thank you very much. I guess a short way of saying that, he said many Talmudic came from Derech to us, that when you go off the Derech, you come to us. That's kind of the... Um, I'd like to speak about something in the parasha um, Adibris, you can't get more in Yon Yoma than that in terms of in the way that Adibris was said, so Hazal tell us um, different type of spectacular things, you know, Kolos and Brokim I'd like to focus on one of the things that's kind of unusual it says about two of the Dibris, it says Bediba Echad Nemru it says, Anochi v'lo yelecha. Akashpahu said, Anochi Hashem alokecha. And he said, Lo yelecha lima cherem alpanai. So both of them were said in one, in one breath, um, in one dibur. It says also, Zohar and Shomer, uh, in, in one place, that says, Dibur's by us, it says Zohar and says Shomer in, in Eschanan. So the, um, both of them were given b'dibur echad. Now, it's hard to, I, I don't have, it's hard to imagine what it means but certainly in content-wise, we need to try to understand a little bit what is the B'diba Echad. Somehow they had to be said at the same exact time. Um, I, the simple explanation, uh, just to sort of give it into words that make sense to us, you have sometimes, the um, Gemara speaks about when a person says, two items in a transaction. You say, I'm going to sell you this for this amount of money under these conditions. And the question is, which is more important, which is less important, whether you say what he started with, what he ended with. And B'dibachat means they both were seen, so to speak, as two sides of the same coin. In other words, you look at it as being one and the same, it's just two different sides of it. So you have two things, Anochin lo and you have in Shabbos, Zohar and Shomer. And I like to try to understand what's, why. I mean, what's wrong with listing it? You have Zohar, you have Shomer, you have Anochi, you have Lo Yilecha. Why, why do you need to play with it and have it be Dibrechat? In general, the Aserves of Dibres are seen as sort of the roots, the seed for all other mitzvahs. There's a Sefer, and Ramban has a Sefer, where he shows how each and every one of the Yasser Zadibris is sort of the root for other mitzvahs and Averis. Some of them are quite far off, but they all are there. All the Yasser Zadibris are seen to be in Anochi and Lohia. Um, and it says, the, 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 it says that Anochi is the root for all mitzvahs essays, and lo is the root for all Mrs. Los essays. So, if we to ask ourselves what is a Nochi lo it's the entirety of all the essays in the Torah and the entirety of the Los essays. 
The Rambam, in Mornavuchim, when he explains the reason for each mitzvah, he, he brings back every mitzvah to Avodah Zarah, and every mitzvah somewhere along the line keeps it from Avodah Zarah, anti-Avodah Zarah, pro-Hashem Echot. That's the general picture of it. But I'd like to understand the, um, the, the sense of essays and los essays. Now, the Pashta Pshat is, when you look at mitzvahs, in terms of there's a world out there, and Hashem tells you, listen, be careful from this and do this. For instance, let's say you're giving somebody advice, um, he's buying something, he's going to the city to buy something. These are items that are good to buy, these are items that are not good to buy. So we understand it because the world exists without us. Whatever, ex- whatever people are selling in the city wasn't made for us. So there are things that are good, there are things that are bad. Keep away from this stuff, this is overpriced, it's not good for you, this is great, and so on and so forth. But let's say I, I tailor make something for you. And I tell you, let's say I make a suit for you. Let's say I'm a tailor, I'm making a suit. And I tell you, well, let me tell you, here's the suit, the three-piece suit. The pants of the jacket will fit you well. Don't wear the vest because it's not, it's not good. Well, so why'd you make it for me? It's one thing when I'm walking into a store and I'm looking at stuff that's there and I can say, this will fit you, this won't fit you, this is good to wear, this is not good to wear. But I made something for you. So what does it mean I made, well, these, are, these pieces I made for order, they should be good, and this I made for order, it shouldn't be good. HaKadosh Baruch created a world for us. It didn't start with the world and he tossed us in it. I mean, he did, but that's not how it started in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mind, so to speak. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, here is a human being, I need to give him a world to accomplish things. So I give him a world and I say, well, there are things that are good to do, there are things that are not good to do. Things good to eat, things not good to eat. Why? I mean, if, if it's made to fit, let it stick with mitzvahs. Uh, and the truth is, I mean, for most people, the harder part of Yiddishkeit are the Averis. The, the mitzvahs, we can be inspired to keep Shabbos, we can inspire to daven. What to do is, is sort of easier to evoke some religious feelings to doing it. But what not to do, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, you sort of say to yourself, well, God, if you didn't want us to do it, why'd you put it there? A test, yes, but that's, it, it's, it, it's bothersome. Chazal tell us, um, when they give us a scheme, a sensitive scheme of mitzvahs and averis, they tell us that a person has ramach evarim, in other words, 248 identifiable limbs. What limbs, what are called limbs in Chazal, are anything that has a bone, a, a, a defined unit, like the finger might be three different limbs. The definition of a verum of limbs is a little bit different than what you would do biologically, and there are 248 units that you can clearly divide apart if you're dissecting a body. And the mitzvah's essay are connected those, and that's easy to understand. There's something called shasagidin, which are not clearly defined. Gidin in halacha is a general term that the closest we could identify it is connective tissue. And we need to understand um, what is the connective tissue aspect. So, so, the, it, so there is connective tissue, and that's connected to losa, say. Well, what exactly are those? How does that exactly fit a losa, say? An essay, we understand every part, a person is made up of units, 
physically, mentally, emotionally, and each mitzvah is another unit. There's the Shabbos and film gives a person something, and Davin gives a person something. But what, what does it mean that there are various like negative gidna and so on? So let's let's understand a little bit, let's think about it. It's a little bit of a deeper point, but I think it's very important. Let's let's take it let's let's ask ourselves so and so. Does he appreciate diamonds? Well, we take him into a store, we show him a nice diamond, and he says, Oh, I like it, it's beautiful. So we would say, Yes, so and so appreciate diamonds. Okay? Let's say I take the same person and I also show him a set of marbles. You know, marbles the kids play with. I don't know if they still play with them, but in my days they play with marbles. And he says, Oh, I like those. Those are very, very, very nice. So let's go back to the first statement. So can we say the person appreciates diamonds? Well, no. Because if you can't distinguish between a diamond and a marble, then... um, then you don't appreciate diamonds. You, you appreciate marbles, and diamonds are just another example of marbles. I remember when I was going many, many, many years ago, and I went to buy my wife an engagement ring. I took a look, my sister went along with a little kid. I don't know, it was seven-year-old kid, and this, the, uh, the person selling the diamond, the, the diamonds, the rings, showed different settings, and he asked to pick one that we think is nice, and there was one that looked like. If you ever see, they sell the machines, those big rings, you know, for, for a nickel a quarter, like those big, yucky ones, like it looks like, like a pirate or something. And so they kick, that's the nicest one, that's the nicest one. Everybody in class likes these, everybody, you know, picks these and so on. And yes, so for him, the, the value of that is not a, a diamond ring setting, it's the same thing you buy in the machine. So when I want to identify something, identifying it by what it is is only half the picture when I identify what it's not because that's when I clearly mark it off the mitzvah of Lemashal being Mekadah Shabbos is not is, is two parts Kiddush and Avdallah but the way in which a person marks Shabbos is by, by saying Shabbos now starts and by saying Shabbos now ends. Because if you don't define it clearly, then you haven't defined Shabbos. The Ramam says that the reason why, why Chazal were metakin muktza is because there are people that don't do much all week long. They just float around. And he says that if they wouldn't have something special on Shabbos, then they would come to do melacha. They would kind of, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't realize it's Shabbos. But, but I think it's a deeper connection to that. It means if you don't define Shabbos by something you don't do, then you haven't defined Shabbos in the positive sense either. Um, so we have an understanding that in order to properly define something, you must not only identify it, but you must set it aside from everything else. There's a very interesting morale. The morale asks, Mesech the Shabbos starts with a very unlikely uh, Mishnah, which is about carrying and not carrying on Shabbos. Carrying and not carrying on Shabbos 
is not the first malacha. We would start with Klal Gadol. We would start with all the Lamites Malachas in order. Maybe we'd start with Srefa, because Havaris Aish is like a very central feature of Shabbos. Why start with Haitzah, especially since the Gemara says that Haitzah has coolest of other Malachas? It's a, it's a different type of Malacha, it has its own coolest. So the Maral says, in order to identify something, I need to show how it differs from that which is similar. So in the Shabbos concept, Yom Tif is also a Shabbos. So when I want to take a Mishnah that will identify Shabbos as Shabbos, it's not only enough that I identify Shabbos vis-a-vis weekdays, I need to mark off how is Shabbos different than the other Shabbosim. So Hotzar is what distinguishes Shabbos from Yom Tif. So we realize that in identifying something, at every level, what we eliminate is as important as what we identify. Let's take another example. Let's say somebody believes in Hashem, worships HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and so on. And it's wonderful, so say, a big tzaddik. Shabbos is all day long in shul, sitting and davening and learning. Say, big tzaddik. Let's say Sunday he also goes to church. So he's not a tzaddik anymore, he belie- because believing in Hashem, it means also believing only in Hashem, or you don't really believe in Hashem. Over the Avodah we're happy to include Hashem. You know, they had 50 Avodah the 51st Avodah would make a difference. The Ramchal says a very interesting episode. The Ramchal speaks about why when we talk about Hashem, is Hashem Echad the thing we speak about? We say that monotheism, one God, Hashem Echad is the description when we makabal Mahashemayim. Why? I mean, it, 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 I mean it, yes, God is one, but that's not the most important idea. So the, so the Ramchal says, if I identify, if I were to speak about God's strength, God's wisdom, I mean, I, I don't have an idea what means God is wise, God is strong. I, it's impossible for me to, uh, to understand the infinite wisdom, infinite strength. It doesn't mean anything to me. If I were to speak that God is not stupid, God is not weak, that's also not saying anything. The only attribute of God that we can speak about in terms of what's not, and we get the picture of what is, is Hashem Echad. Let's, let's, let's take an example. What's our problem with God being one? The answer is because it's our boss that gives us work. It's the economy that tells us whether there's money for yeshivas or not. It's the doctor who comes up with a cure. It's, it's the army that protects us. So already I have four gods. And, I, and honestly, well, that's the way we do feel about it. Yes, we're from, we say things. As I go through and I realize, no, if, you know, at the end of the day, the army's hand falls short when, you know, when you least expect it. And the doctor's hand falls short. And sometimes Taurus thrives despite the economy, and sometimes it goes down despite the economy. I slowly begin to realize Hashem by eliminating everything else. It's like when you paint a painting, there are two ways you can do it. You can paint the painting, or sometimes you can, you can paint the, the squares around it in black, and in relief, the picture comes out. 
the Hashem Echad comes out to us because we look at every other in the world, at everything that could be not. And when we realize that at the end of the day it falls short, then we slowly, a, a picture of Hashem being everything emerges. So Hashem Echad means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, becomes one. We don't need to think of Hashem Echad because we can't. The word infinite doesn't mean anything to us. The human mind can't think of it. What we need to do is eliminate what we would think is a Havamina. It's just like in geometry, you can prove something by proving it. Not in geometry, it's in math also, and in, 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 in all sorts of parts of math. You can prove something directly, and you can say, let us eliminate any other possibility, and then Balkarchach, they don't say the word Balkarchach, but, but, but the, the, you're left with, with, this must be the answer, because N minus can't be the answer, and N plus can't be the answer, so N must be the answer. Hashem Echad, I can realize Hashem's emis by eliminating other possibilities, and that's what I'm left with. It's a very deep point that Ranchal makes, and it's very, very fundamental to understanding what we say Hashem Echad. Let's go back to the, to, to the, to the that we've been talking about. It, to, when we look around the Bria, and we try to identify those things that are divine, that's what mitzvahs are. Mitzvahs are building ourselves with positive activities that pick out what is emis, what's divine, and so on. That's our avoda. Half of it is to pick out what's right. Half of it is to eliminate what's wrong. So, um, so if a person takes the diamond, like we said before, when I say, do you appreciate a diamond, Half of it is to say, wow, you look at a diamond and you say, it's beautiful. And half of it is to look at something that looks like a diamond, but it's not a diamond, and say, eh, it's a piece of glass. That's, that's where Chochmah comes in. Chazal say, how do, when is a child old enough to be able to do transactions? How, how do I know if he's mature enough to, to be able to do transactions? So Chazal say, we present him with a peanut and with a shell that looks like a peanut and the kid has to take the peanut and throw away the shell because if he takes everything then the kid is not smart if he rejects everything he's not smart when he's able to distinguish and to say I like this and I don't like this because this is different that's when you really understood what the you understand what the peanut is when you when you like it, and and reject that which is similar to it. So in the big picture of what Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave us, the positive mitzvahs are the values He wants in the world for us, and that's similar to Ramachi The the averis are the things that Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us to distinguish between what's good and what's pseudo-good. What's tempting religiously and what's tempting physically. Um, and and by, by splitting the two. This woman to marry is a mitzvah. This woman to marry is an avera. This time of the month it's a mitzvah to live with this woman. This time of the month it's also to live with this woman. Understanding the distinction between the two means you understand the positive. I'd like to explain a little bit what that Gidon, we spoke about what's the connective tissue. So, 
when I when, imagine a person would not have connective tissue, a person would be bits and pieces thrown about all over the place, because a connective tissue makes a unifying whole out of it, and that's why I distinguish one from the other. It, it, uh, uh, if, if a person was he would be mixed up with everything else. It's when all the varim come together, the body rejects that which is not part of it. The body it, it, um, accepts things that are of its nature, and the body rejects. It's the unifying tissue, what we would call the gidim, that create that. So the virus by excluding out what's not um, divine, but it, it helps us unify that which is. It becomes one picture of something divine. If I ask a person, what do you do? And the person says, I'm an athlete. Why? Well, I play ball a little bit, I play music a bit, I hang out at the pizza store a bit. So what, where's the athlete part of it? It's, you, do, you do whatever, as I say in a bit, ma'balucha, whatever you feel like doing. If I say, well, I don't, I skip meals, and, and I skip everything else, and I run off to play ball, that makes you an athlete. The, the world of mitzvahs make a person divine, not only in what he does, but in what he doesn't do. And, and that tells me that, that, that the person is entirely usuk in the world of mitzvahs and so on. I, I want to... So this is why Kaddish Baruch Hu, when he gave us the Aseris Adibris, Zohar V'Shamar, on Shabbos, what we do on Shabbos, and what we don't do on Shabbos, both of them give us the picture of Shabbos. It's easy for us to identify with the zmiris, the singing, the food, the getting together, the whatever it is on Shabbos, that's the positive. And we can relate to it, that's easier. The harder part is what we can't do. But if you could do everything on Shabbos that you could do in the weekdays, then the singing and the food would just be... It's just like you walk by a restaurant, you eat out. There's nothing special about it. And it's one of the things, I guess, even on a personal level, that sort of sets me off. It's become... It used to be that Shalt was on Shabbos. It used to be that, you know, there was something set aside about the food on Shabbos, the dress on Shabbos. If, if a person eats Shalt all week long, then Shalt stops being Shalt. I don't mean... I am. Uh, so now there's a Thursday night Shalom, Friday night Shalom, Shabbos Shalom, what's Shabbos Shalom? The, the, uh, somebody once said, what's the difference between a Bacher and a younger man? And the answer was, a Bacher eats Shalom Thursday night, Friday night Shabbos, a young man eats a Shabbos Sunday and Monday. That, that, that's the... the uh, but, the, but, but, the, but I mean, understanding that when a person says, this is only for Shabbos, then it becomes Shabbos a lot more than it's also for Shabbos. If it's also for Shabbos, then, then, then there's no Shabbos there. <coughs> the the, 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 the Shamar of Shabbos, what you can't do on Shabbos, is as important as defining Shabbos as what you can do and what you ought to do on Shabbos. And a, and a person feels it. When, you know, when you make of people, there was many, many years ago, um, I, this must be like 25, 30 years ago possibly, 30 years ago, I was living across the street here in Azabira, and I was teaching in Torah. And there was a fellow who came in like Thursday to the yeshiva, somebody extremely ex- impressive, something about him very impressive, very intelligent, very refined, grew up without much Yiddishkeit, in a well to do setting in Manhattan, lived in the Upper East Side, very well to do person, and um, something, a very, very nice person. 
and it wasn't much doing, so I took him home for Shabbos. And Friday night, we walked from my house to Bayan on Kikah Shabbos. We davened there and we came back. And what before we sat down to the Suda, what mesmerized him was the quiet, no cars, you know, everybody dressed up, the whole thing about it. And he and he grabbed my hand and he said, This is awesome. Thank you for sharing this with me. And then he heard a car go by here on Shemana Sadiq <laughs> and he said, It feels as if they're profaning something sacred. I was very, very moved. But his, you know, but he was impressed from the Shamar. He hadn't seen the Zmiris, hadn't seen the family, hadn't seen anything like that. But just the idea of, of when you cut out the mundane and certainly the profane, you're left with, with the divine. It's, that's very, I know for us, our Nisoyen, our hardest Nisoyen in all of Torah, is the Believing in Hashem is the easier part, and doing the mitzvahs is the easier part than not doing Averis and, and refraining. But if, if you think about it, it's what you do is only half the picture. There used to be a joke uh, when I was younger, hippies, that um, a hippie boy asked his girlfriend if she loves him. And she says, certainly, I love many, many people. And we understand very well that doesn't mean love, because you're supposed to be nice to every person, you're supposed to this, but when you share a life with one person, the exclusivity of it is what gives it the strength. If I know you're the only person that's, that, that's in my life, I get people ask me you know, a lot of times about how do you explain to secular people that we don't readily want to give a hand to a woman, and so on and so forth, and you know, when you start talking about, well, it's prohibited, I might come to sin, I might do adultery, it doesn't ring well. You know, it, it does not ring well at all. I, 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 you know, you're better off saying it's exercise. But I tell them, you know what to tell them? Tell them, the bond with my wife is that there's only one person in my physical life and, and my deep emotional life. And that's the strength of my bond with my wife. People will understand it. People will respect it. People understand that it's a profound difference when, when, when your relationship is with one person and, and everyone else is excluded. That relationship is, is many, many fold much more meaningful and intense. The, the, um, they come hand in hand. Our progress, so on a practical level, yes, it's usually easier for us to move ahead with the acid and losa, say, but down deep, Torah was given bediba echad. Because the complete picture of Akadish Baruch Hu is when you cut out what is from what isn't. You, the emphasizing what is automatically cuts out what isn't, and the cutting out what isn't automatically emphasizes what is. Akadish Baruch Hu should give us, we should be Zohar to have the passion and, and the, the enthusiasm to do what we're supposed to do, and discipline and restraint and understanding to refrain from what we're not supposed to do, and together we have the picture of Achtos that is the, the, the root of color curricula. Thank you very much.